Welcome to the Miller Oddcast, a brand new podcast from the Missouri Review. For over 40 years now, TMR has been discovering and publishing the best contemporary writing in fiction, nonfiction, and poetry. Our quarterly magazine appears in print, digital, and audio formats. Learn more at MissouriReview.com. Hello and welcome to the Miller Oddcast, the Missouri Review podcast where we listen to and discuss the finalists for the 2021 Miller Audio Prize. I'm Mark McKee, TMR's Managing Editor, and it's good to have you back. We're here for the first time with episode 45, featuring the latest finalists for the 2021 Miller Audio Prize in humor, Julia Taglier's Ithaca Kitty's Got Beef. Julia Taglier's work has appeared in The Writer, Potomac Review, Gargoyle Magazine, Washington Independent Review of Books, and numerous anthologies. Winner of the 2015 William Faulkner Literary Competition for Best Short Story, the 2017 Writers' Center Undiscovered Voices Fellowship, and the 2021 Nancy Zafris Short Story Fellowship, Julia completed her MA in writing at John Hopkins University and serves as an editor with the Baltimore Review. She's currently working on her first story collection, Reliance, and hosts live, bi-monthly literary readings through the MoCo Underground Reading Series. Follow her at JustScribbling.com. Here's what Taglier has to say in her artist note. When I was a very little girl, our dear old family friend had an ancient calico cat named Echo, who was the meanest, most wretched creature that ever coughed up a hairball. He liked to hide under the couch and hiss at people all day long. And for some reason, I always thought of him whenever I read Eugene Field's poem, The Duel, which I did a lot back then, because it was in my favorite book of children's stories. Many, many years later, in 2020, I was researching something completely unrelated for my current collection, Reliance, and stumbled upon the alleged inspiration behind Field's poem, The Ithaca Kitty, an 1892 plush toy designed by two women, Celia Madison Smith and Charity Smith, and modeled after Celia's pet cat, Caesar Grimalkin. It didn't take long for Echo, Caesar Grimalkin, and Field's calico cat to join forces and take up an uncomfortable amount of space in my mind, as cats do, and this silly little piece is the result. I had a lot of fun writing it. Learn more about Taglier and her work on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The handles are in the show notes, folks. Keep listening after the piece to hear managing editor Bailey Boyd and I talk about low-level mobsters, the voices people imagine for their cats, and how impossible physics plays into the comedic strategies of this piece. But now, Ithaca Kitty's Got Beef, from Julia Taglier. Ithaca Kitty's Got Beef by Julia Tagalier Have you seen this crap? How this ever made it into the public domain, I'll never understand. Well, just in case you haven't had the displeasure, the duel by that rat bastard Eugene Field. The gingham dog and the calico cat side by side on the table sat. Twas half past twelve, and what do you think? Nor one torther had slept a wink. The old Dutch clock and the Chinese plate appeared to know as sure as fate there was going to be a terrible spat. I wasn't there, I simply state what was told to me by the Chinese plate. The gingham dog went bow-wow-wow, and the calico cat replied, meow. The air was littered an hour or so with bits of gingham and calico, while the old Dutch clock in the chimney place up with its hands before its face, for it always dreaded a family row. Now mind I'm only telling you what the old Dutch clock declares is true. The Chinese plate looked very blue and wailed, Oh dear, what shall we do? 
But the gingham dog and the calico cat wallowed this way and tumbled that, employing every tooth and claw in the awfulest way you ever saw. And oh, how the gingham and calico flew! Don't fancy I exaggerate, I got my news from the Chinese plate. Next morning, where the two had sat, they found no trace of dog or cat, and some folks think unto this day that burglars stole that pair away. But the truth about the cat and pup is this, they ate each other up. Now what do you really think of that? The old Dutch clock had told me so, and that is how I came to know. The end. What a bunch of bullshit. First off, I had a name, people. Say it with me. Caesar Grimalkin. Second, anyone that really wanted to find me would have by now. Witness protection or no. And thirdly, after ninety-five years, who cares if I bumped off some stupid gingham dog? I'm not saying I did. It's just time to set the record straight, because let me tell you, I've got grievances. Stop calling me the calico cat, for one. I'm not calico. Do you see these balls? Yeah, only one in a thousand calico cats is male. The rest are all female, and I'm not the one, okay? You want accuracy? I'm a gray fucking tabby, 100% male, 100% of the time. I wasn't anywhere near the table that night. If that stupid Eugene had just asked the rocking chair, he'd have known that's where my ass was planted all night. I quaffed up a bad hairball after dinner right on the old lady's carpet and was feeling pretty crappy, so no way I hauled my keister up onto the table just to harass some dopey dog with nothing better to do all day than bark at leaves and disturb everyone's naps. The old Dutch clock and the Chinese plate? More bullshit. Those were your witnesses. Listen, that old Dutch clock couldn't keep time in a basket. And as for the Chinese plate? Ha! If that plate's Chinese, I'm the next emperor. You should check the provenance on that bit of porcelain. Those two had it in for me from day one, when the curtain rod somehow came down and shattered the old Dutch clock's face and knocked the plate off its ledge. Hey, it could have been the wind. You want a reliable witness? Talk to the umbrella stand. He knows. He's just smart enough not to be blabbing all the time, like that clock and plate, who I hope are listening, and who I wish nothing but the best. And meow? Really? That's how Eugene thought I sounded? Lousy son of a bitch. Who do you think helped write his columns, the clock? Meow. I pissed on better writing. And another thing, when Eugene said, employing every tooth and claw, he must have been talking about somebody else, because, wait for it, you're going to love this. That was the same day the old man took me in and had me declawed. How was I doing any kind of clawing without my fucking claws? Can't explain that one, can you? So then Eugene says maybe it was burglars. But then what about the silver, or the old lady's jewelry? You think a gang of burglars breaks in and just leaves all that? Decides the most valuable thing they could take would be that chuckle-headed, yappy-ass waste of cotton? Jesus, who helped Eugene make this shit up? Because I know it wasn't me. And then there's that last bit. And maybe it wasn't burglars, after all. But the dog and I somehow ate each other up. How is that remotely possible, even just from a standpoint of pure basic physics? Did I eat the dog? And then what? He, uh, he chewed his way out of me. And then what? I ate him again? You can see why I'm confused on this point, can't you? 
Clearly Eugene was not playing with a full deck when he wrote his account, but as God is my witness, I did not eat any part of that gingham-covered galoot, and I sure as hell wouldn't a let that idiot get his mouth anywhere near my shiny gray, one hundred percent male tabby ass. That whack-job ate his own shit on the regular. Think I would a let him put his mouth on me. Never happened, my friend. Just do us both a favor, okay? Read Eugene's last bit again. They found no trace of dog or cat. Well, here I am talking to you. But where's the fucking dog? Never found him, did they? Not even a shred of gingham. Well, I've got a big shocker for you. I know where that fluffy little fucker is. I've known all along. Hell no, I can't tell you where he is. He swore me to secrecy, you know, said if I ever told anyone what really happened, he'd come after me. Yeah, what, you don't believe me now? Why would I lie after ninety-five years? You should go ask the clock in that Chinese plate. They had plenty to say when they talked to Eugene. Maybe they'll change their tunes now that I'm back. Oh, you can't find them either? Ha! Huh, isn't that strange? Well, I swear, I don't know nothing about that. Hello, Internets. Um, welcome back to the Miller Oddcast. I'm Mark McKee, Managing Editor of the Missouri Review. With me, as ever, is Bailey Boyd, Contest Editor. Hello. And you have just listened to Ithaca Kitty Got Beef by Julia Taglier. What a fun okay. piece. Well, this, uh, yeah, this piece kind of like riffing, off, doing, a, doing a kind of crime story riff off of an old kind of nursery rhyme about a fight between a gingham dog and a and a supposedly calico cat. And I, I, love, I love this riff because it's, it calls to mind so many characters and, and minor characters and kind of, you know, the kind of almost, I mean, we're obsessed with the mafia in, in this culture and we're obsessed with mob movies and mob shows like The Sopranos. And it's just could easily be just a, just a scene or a page out of one of those, uh, one of those offerings. You got this. You have you have, you have this foul-mouthed cat that's basically kind of offering up alibis and you know multiple reasons that there's 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 no way that that I could ever have been guilty of this crime. You got nothing. You got nothing. But also also wanting to get in the out of out of pride too, wanting to wanting to say his piece and explain to everybody how it couldn't have been. Mm-hmm. It couldn't have been possible, but also, you know, establishing his authority in the situation too. Right, but I'm here, and the dog. Don't see the dog, do you? <laughs> I wonder what happened. Um, no, I know what happened. I know where he is. No, I can't tell you. <laughs> like it's yeah, it's really. Gosh, from from everything too. I mean, just the the alibi of getting declawed, and then of course, so poking holes in the logic which in itself is funny even without the cat as a character but trying to reason your way through a children's story mm-hmm. uh, like, right. could could work on its own and then you add in you know this this very distinct character of of this this tough guy cat is so funny mm-hmm. yeah this this cat that's seen it all and knows a thing or two about a thing or two Gosh, and then and then of course you, you know you brought up the 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 alleged calico cat <laughs> and and the space that takes up in, in this piece, which of course is funny. 
Yeah, the, the figure of this gray tabby cat, like really protesting hard, like how 100% male. Yes. Oh my goodness. A baseline machismo that has to be kind of established, even as like, no, I wouldn't touch him. I wouldn't get in a fight. Placing that accent on a cat that, you know, you're, that you're already imagining. I think it's, it's enough to make any, anyone who has a cat reflect on perhaps the times in which they have supplied the inner monologue out loud for their cat. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We know that everybody has their own cat voice for their particular animal. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I think that brings, that brings that out and makes everyone think, oh yeah, I'm, I, I know who my, who my cat is too. I know its voice mm-hmm. as well. It's funny. Yeah, it's a, a, a long and, and diverse kind of like history of talking animated creatures and, and kind of like fanciful cats. But yeah, I mean, between the accent and the uh, and the cursing too, which is just, which, which actually kind of plays here and there is funny because it's so, because it hews so closely to an expectation that we have of kind of like minor mafiosi characters and these and those kinds of stories. The, the, you know, the disconnect there is, uh, and the distortion is, you know, some of what gives it its humor. Oh, right. Of course, you typically are thinking of a, a lap cat or mm-hmm. one that sleeps all day, but really yeah. there's this dark. Yeah. Well, um, it, just re- it reminds me of that old pic- picture from the onion or the, you know, there's a picture of a kitten, a fluffy kitten in a meadow. And then it's just like kitten thinks of nothing but murder all day. Yep, all of those lists and memes of of cats that are scheming, the cats that mm. secretly hate you or something, or yeah. those funny things. But I really, I do, I do really appreciate this piece too for just doing the work of taking a children's story and then imagining it from that cat's perspective. And I mean, that's just so creative. And I, I really think that this, this being a humor piece can, can really allow for all of that work, all of that um, to be fit into this piece and, and really just make it such a fun piece to listen to and laugh along with. Yeah. There's ways in which like humor or, or the inspiration to write something that is, that is, you know, comedic often does like allow for just a lot of a, a much wider variety of kind of 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 kind of experimentation mm-hmm. it's easier to mix things it's easier to kind of or or it's more it's it, that's it's it's i shouldn't say it's easier actually because doing humor is very hard really? and ask anyone who's ever like Anyone who's ever gotten up at an open mic or anyone who's ever tried to write a funny story, like, you know, you read a David Sedaris story and you're like, oh, maybe I could do that. Like, nope. not right away, you can't. <laughs> like, um, so yeah, to see it, to see it carried off here and in, 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 this, in this kind of like, well, I was going to say charming, but, you know, like just in a funny style, a cat with a funny voice. Sometimes, sometimes it's as simple as that. I, I appreciate that actually too, the simplicity of, of that and really just kind of seeing seeing the this this cat logically defend himself throughout the entire entire piece also also 
you know, pretty, pretty simple when you think about it. Um, like we were talking earlier. Yeah, it makes sense. The cat and the dog can't eat each other up. Like how would that yeah. even work? But of course, hearing it, hearing it through the cat's voice is. is yeah, really I, I often am wondering when I'm reading pieces uh, where, what their germinating idea was. And I, and I, I feel like, and I could easily be wrong, but it's fun to kind of like, to think about and it, and it feels like for me, it almost has to come from the physical impossibility of two different animals eating each other up. <laughs> eating each other up. I love the preposition at the end too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So as you can tell, we really enjoyed this piece and we hope you did too. And we hope that you enjoy it thoroughly as many times as you'd like. It's so easy. The internet makes it so easy to just go back and play this one more time. Like, Go back to the you? yeah, but this is the point now where we wave, where we thank you for having been with us for this uh, odd cast. And uh, we hope you're well. We hope you're laughing. And we'll see you soon. Or you'll thank hear you. us. You'll hear <laughs> us soon. I always get that wrong. Thank you. We will see you. Talk to you next time. We'll talk to you next time. <laughs> All right, bye. Bye. Thanks for being here with us for Miller Oddcast 45, featuring Ithaca Kitty's Got Beef from Julia Taglier. Oddcast 46 is sneaking up on you, so be alert. As the road warning sign I passed a thousand times in my youth said, the world needs more alerts. Thanks as always to the Missouri Review contest editor, Bailey Boyd, and to Patricia Miller, for her generous support for the Miller Audio Prize. A quick reminder, TMR is open for submissions year-round, and we remain dedicated to discovering and publishing the best contemporary writing in fiction, nonfiction, and poetry. Be heard. Give us the opportunity to discover you. Submit your work today. Subscribe. Additionally, we have tons of marvelous and free creative content to read, listen to, and even watch on our website. Learn more at MissouriReview.com.